Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, welcome to this series called Arrival. The uh, arrival of Christmas brings with it a lot of things, including stress. Uh, 38% of people feel a higher level of stress than normal during the Christmas holidays. Uh, the, the top reasons Christmas is that way, according to bustle.com, the first thing is this, it makes you broke. Second thing, you're never sure if you've bought the right gifts. It also said that uh, another stress element is the holiday office party, uh, end of year work projects and school exams. You have to see your family and they will intensely question you about the successes and the failures in your life. All of those things uh, are stressful, right? Any of those things sound familiar to you? Um, even for, and, and maybe even especially Bible people, life got complicated too. My, my hunch as to why you're listening today is that you understand and you secretly hope that God has something to say that cuts through the busyness and the chaos the stress and the complexities of your life. We, we kind of have a varnished Christmas story that's summed up in this scene on a Christmas ornament and it, and, it, and it makes it feel all like a fairy tale. And sometimes you end up feeling like, you know, Jesus in a manger, well, that's great, but, but do you really know how hard life is, Jesus? And, and that whole Christmas story, it's great, but do you know that my marriage is a wreck, Jesus? Great, but do you know that my life is a is a, like a whitewashed tomb? In other words, it looks presentable on the outside, but on the inside, I feel like I'm rotting away. That's, it's all great, but do you know, Jesus, about this secret that I keep? The Christmas story is not a fairy tale. There are seriously complicated issues here that we can relate to, and, and this is how the story begins in the book of Matthew. Here's what he says. He says this. He says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Uh, life comes at you fast, right? There was something in Jewish culture called betrothal. Being betrothed, betrothal was, was something that uh, between a man and a woman who were going to get married, it lasted one year. There had to be two witnesses to it. There had to be mutual consent. And the groom declared his intentions in public. Any sexual encounter between the two would still be considered adultery. And the, the penalty under the Old Testament law with, with that was, was death by stoning, but it was rarely enforced, but still. And, and for a little background on our story, an angel appeared to Mary, telling her that she was going to have a child. So she went to see her cousin uh, Elizabeth. The, the Bible in the book of Luke records it like this. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Now, it goes on to say that Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. And so Joseph, who she is betrothed to, hasn't seen Mary for three months. And the story goes on. It says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. 
He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And so he sees her, she's pregnant, and she tells him that it was the Holy Spirit. And he's like, you have got to be kidding me, Mary, right? Like, he's got, you got to be kidding me. But it, it says this, because Joseph was her Joseph, her husband, was, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Joseph was faithful to the law, which is a normal, the normal thing would be that, that Joseph would expose her to shame and save his name. She, she never would have found a husband to provide for her child. That never would have, would have happened. Um, she, she could have, he, he could have announced the divorce in public, clearing his name, or he could go before a judge, which again, he needed two witnesses for, and, and have that done quietly. But he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, it says, and so he decides to divorce her quietly. They would go their separate ways. He didn't want a life where he had a kid that was someone else's, and, and everyone thinks he's an adulterer, and he says to himself, what a lot of us say when life gets complicated, he says to himself, I will figure this out. Now, now men are great at saying that, women do it too, but when it comes to directions, which way to go, when it comes to putting up Christmas lights, admitting the need there is the same as surrender. And so he says, I'll use my best logic and wisdom. He uses human logic to figure this out. That's what we do whenever we face problems with no obvious solution. When uh, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, I went to work, like researching the best doctors, the best treatments, the best questions to ask, and doing everything that I could to try to figure it out on my own. Sometimes our best logic fails. Sometimes our, our complication needs an intervention. So the story goes on. It says that, but after he had considered this, a divorce. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name, to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So an angel appears and, and the first thing that happens is this, the angel calls him by name. God knows you. God knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows everything about you down to the smallest, most insignificant detail in your life. He knows you. The angel also reminds Joseph of who he is, son of David, which means your lineage is that of the Messiah. When all he could think about was his pregnant, unwed wife, God, God was saying, you are, you are more than your problems. You're more than your problems. We let our problems define us, but God says, you are so much more than that. The th third thing that happens, the angel says, don't be afraid, which addresses Joseph's top issue, his number one issue. What the angel is saying is fear is your choice. You, you, you choose to accept fear as a constant companion or not. You can choose to give into it, or you can choose to fight through the fear and get on to the other side. And, Next, the angel tells him like what to do. The angel says, take Mary home as your wife. God always gives us next steps. He may not give you, and he probably won't give you all the steps, every one of those steps. He's, he's never done that in my life where he gave me all the steps that I need to take, but he will always give you the next one, the next step. And it might be something like, hey, reach out to this person or, or, or go here next or forgive them or give away that or be their friend. He will give you 
what's next and ask you to partner with him and be obedient to it. And, and so then the angel explains why. The angel says, this baby's not normal. And at the end of the crazy, there's a why. He may not give you the why right away, like the reason for what he's doing, but I promise you there's a reason for the steps that he invites you to take. And at the end of the crazy stuff, there's a why. This baby you're gonna take care of, this baby, Joseph, is, is not a normal child, and you're gonna see, just trust me. And then he gives Joseph a glimpse into the future. He says, you're gonna have a son, name him Jesus. Now Jesus' Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means God is salvation. And in this name, the, the angel gives Joseph this glimpse into the future, and, and it is this. It's, it's that God's future for you is peace, not chaos. He came so that we might have peace with God. He came to build a bridge, not to destroy one. He came to give us like the possibility of a relationship with the creator, God, in this little baby, God was saying, my future for you is peace, not chaos. And then the story says, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In the Old Testament, Joseph, the angel was saying, which, which you believe in and you have stayed here your life on, the Old Testament predicted this. And so it says, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and he took Mary home as his, as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And, and he gave him the name Jesus. Because of this intervention, Joseph has clarity on what to do. He, he did what the angel had commanded him to do. He took this pregnant woman as his wife. He named their son Jesus. He did all of those things. And there's a point where you have to decide too. Will I let the complications in my life turn into a reason to ignore or worse, disobey God? Or will I ignore the urgent to get to the most important? When life comes at you fast, are you willing to invite the intervention of God into your life and to slow down and to just listen? Are you willing to be okay with not having it all figured out? For just a moment, like all of humanity was held in Joseph's hands and he had the choice, didn't he? To either be disobedient but respected or to be obedient but misunderstood. What hangs in the balance for you? Like, like does it matter whether or not you stick to only what you see or that you trust in Jesus? Jesus, who you, you can't see but is intervening in your life right now for, for, for good. What hangs in the balance? Your future? Like what hangs in the balance? Maybe your eternity? The lives of your kids, your neighbors, whether they see Jesus in you or not and consider their own standing with God? Maybe the community that you live in? For Joseph, in that brief time, the world hung in the balance. Maybe your world hangs in the balance as you decide whether you're gonna to surrender to his plan for you or you're gonna go your own way. Let me ask you, how long are you gonna put him off? How many times are you gonna ask him to intervene in your life 
before you surrender your complicated life to his simple plan. There are two steps to take to prepare for his arrival. Uh, I'm going to tell you about stopping something and starting something, okay? The first thing is this. Stop making plans that don't include God. Stop just going about your life and asking God to bless what you are deciding, what you are doing. Stop yourself from making plans that don't include him. And then start. Start asking God for his wisdom first. Begin to involve him in your decisions, in your plans, in your life. Start things first with him, not just by deciding something and then like inviting him in after that. That can, that can only really happen if you have begun a relationship with Jesus, which, which happens when you uh, confess your sin, when you tell him that you need him to make life work, when you surrender and you invite him to come into your world. He will not force his way in. He will not do that. You will have to invite him in yourself. And that is as simple as a prayer. And you can pray this with me right now and begin a relationship with God. You can do that right now with me. Let's pray. God, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I'm tired of trying to make my life work and make sense on my own. I need you. And so today I'm inviting you into my life, into my heart to take up residence there, to live in me and to begin to live through me. Will you come into my life today? In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that with me today, would you just let us know? Like you can go to lovelkn.org right now and fill out a connection card there. You can let us know about the amazing decision that you just made. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.